When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shurparks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shurparks. Today is Friday, February 10th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. All right, it is time to continue previewing this Super Bowl matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. On the last episode, we talked about the Chiefs offense versus the Eagles defense. Today, let's get into the Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense. Uh, you know, I, I think that on the last part I said this, it's true that the, the worst unit in this game is the Chiefs defense. Now, that doesn't mean they're a bad unit. It's just when you look at the Eagles offense the Eagles def- and the Eagles defense and the Kansas City offense, those are all you know, arguably top five units at their position. The Eagles offense and Chiefs offense definitely are top five in the league. And the Eagles defense can certainly make a very strong case for being top five. The Chiefs defense can't. The Chiefs defense has had a really up and down kind of year. Now they are playing a lot better as of late. If you looked at how they started the year, they were really struggling. But over the last 12 games, they're giving up 19.7 points for some comparison purposes. The Eagles are around 18.3. So about a point and a half less per game and you know for again the Eagles unit that is considered top five uh, by most and I would say again in that conversation to be right there in points speaks to the fact that when this Chiefs defense is playing well they can be a very good defense now on the year their stats aren't that great 21st in points allowed per drive 15th in points allowed overall again they ended around 21.5 they were out 19.7 over the last 12 so a little bit of a better rate over the last uh, few games But they do do two things really, really well. They are really good against the pass, and they are really good at rushing the passer. And in the NFL, if you can stop the pass and impact the passer, that's a recipe for a defense that on any given day can play really well. So a key matchup in this this side of the ball, the Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense, is obviously going to be the line play, right? We talked about it so much when previewing the Chiefs offense and the Eagles defense. When it comes to the line play of the Chiefs defense and the Eagles offensive line, two very good units, two extremely good units, two units that are arguably top three in the league in their respective groups. I mean, these are two units that are used to dominating each game that they play. The Eagles are used to stopping opposing pass rushes, and the Chiefs are used to getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So how how will this matchup play out? What are some things to look for? Now, when I look at this Chiefs defensive line, I see some similarities to the defensive line that the Eagles faced uh, last week against the San Francisco 49ers in the way that the Chiefs have an outstanding pass rusher in Chris Jones, obviously 15 and a half sacks, defensive player of the year uh candidate like he certainly is in that class right he is like the one of the five or six edge rushers you truly truly worry or not edge rushers pass rushers that you truly truly worry about when uh when 
creating an opposing game plan. So Chris Jones, to me, is obviously the main guy. Where they compare to the 49ers, to me, is after Chris Jones, there's really nobody else that really strikes fear into you. Now, Frank Clark is a very good pass rusher. George Karloftis, the rookie, has come on and has played well. But neither of them have over six sacks. I mean, then uh, they're both, Frank Clark only had five. Now, they both played a lot of snaps. George Karloftis, 63% of snaps. Frank Clark, 62% of snaps. Frank Clark only missed two games, and he still only finished with five sacks. So when I look at both of those guys, they can be solid players. And, like, again, it's not going to be an easy matchup, but they are not two that you have to game plan for. And that's what compares me to the 49ers in the way that the Eagles are going to be able to solely focus on Chris Jones. They are going to be able to, to game plan around him. And when I, from my time covering the Eagles, with Jeff Statlin as the offensive line coach, whenever the Eagles have been able to focus on one guy, whenever there's one opposing edge, you know, pass rusher that really worries you, they've been able to shut him down. Just look at what they did against Bosa this previous uh, in the previous game in the NFC Championship game. They were able to shut Bosa down, and I think they can do that with Chris Jones as well. Now, it's going to be on the, uh, the other players' end to step up, and I will say, as good as this Eagles offensive line is, and you can make the argument they have the best tackle in the league. You can make an argument they have the best center in the league. Their guards are up there. Jordan Mailata, his best, has all-pro talent. But when I look at this Eagles offensive line this year, they have struggled a little bit in pass blocking more than people like to admit. I think Jalen, or the Eagles, I should say, finished 20th or, or something like that in sacks allowed. Like, they do give up sacks. They are a better run-blocking offensive line than they are a pass-blocking offensive line. So the Chiefs, again, like, for all the, you know, it's only Chris Jones, and they finished the year number two in sacks, number four in quarterback hits, fifth in the league in quarterback pressures, and they had the fourth best pass rush so far in the postseason, according to Pro Football Focus, and the sixth best pass rush on the entire season, according to Pro Football Focus, when it came to getting after the quarterback. So the Chiefs' defensive line is really the heart of their defense. They are the unit that makes everything else go, and when the Chiefs are playing at their best, the, the defensive line is getting pressure. That's not completely unique to them, but the reason I think it's, it's a little more important for the Chiefs is because they don't have as much talent in their back seven as they do in their front four, right? I mean, like the Eagles have a great pass rush and a great defensive line, but they also have a really good secondary. They also have linebackers that have played at a high level this year. The Chiefs don't really have that, so let's get into their secondary. Their secondary finished well. I think it was fourth or fifth in the league in yards allowed per pass attempt. They were one one of the better secondaries in the league when it came to, to stats. But I think a lot of that had to do with their defensive line. When you look at the Eagles' defensive line, they help their secondary, but they also have Darius Slade, James Bradbury, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, like elite-level talent in the secondary. The Chiefs have good talent, but they don't have elite talent, in my opinion. Trent McDuffie, good rookie year, finished 16th in the league in coverage according to Pro Football Focus. Undersized a little bit. Um, he plays predominantly on the outside. I do wonder if they'll move him into the slot. and, and uh, Or, I'm sorry, I do wonder how they'll kind of move him around. We'll get into that in a minute. But Jalen Watson, the other uh, starter for them, seventh-round rookie, uh, good size, six foot three, plays exclusively on the outside. Only took a handful of snaps this year in the slot. And he is their worst corner. He is the one that I think the Eagles and really any opposing offense will try to pick at. Legereus Sneed their, uh, their, is their best corner, 11th in the league this year in coverage. Now, what's interesting about Sneed is he played the majority of his snaps this year in the slot. So if you look at the Eagles receivers, they put now they move guys around, but 
AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, like those are their outside outside receivers. They put Quez, Zach Pascal, and you know, Goddard, it really counts as a receiver, but those are the guys they put in the slot. Legereus Sneed covering Zach Pascal or Quez Watkins is a win for the Eagles. You want to see, if you're the Chiefs, Legereus Sneed on either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. So if they're going to have Sneed, I doubt he'll follow one of them, but they're going to have him stay on the outside, then it's, all right, well, who do you move to the inside? Jalen Watson hasn't played it all year. You're not going to move Jalen Watson uh, into into the, the slot. He just hasn't done it enough. So that means potentially Trent McDuffie could move inside. But ultimately, if you're the Eagles and you're passing the ball and you're able to get good protection on Jalen and he can sit in the pocket, you have to take advantage of their worst corner. I mean, again, Sneed, McDuffie, like the Eagles receivers are good enough to win those matchups. They they are. But McDuffie and Sneed are are you know, decent to high quality. Sneed's definitely high quality. McDuffie's had a really good year, but a rookie, so still relatively unproven. But Jalen Watson's the one that they have to go after. The the Chiefs' safeties are both are both pretty good. You look at their versatility in Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill. Uh, you know, they can both move up. They can both uh, play in the box if needed. They can both drop back. They can both play man coverage. So they're really able to move all around, and they certainly help in making that secondary uh, statistically very good. But the bottom line is this. The Eagles have arguably the best set of skilled players in the NFL. You can talk about Miami having great ones. Like There's other teams that have them, but between A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, there are not many teams, you know, you can probably count on one hand if, if and not use all the fingers, of teams that have better skill position, catch, cast, uh, pass catching players than the Eagles do. So if Jalen Hurts gets time in the pocket and they're able to protect him, he should be able to move the ball uh, through the air on this Chiefs defense. Now, the question is the Eagles running offense. Now, the Eagles are able to run on anybody they want. They play. They face number one running defenses. They run all over them. They face average running defenses. They absolutely annihilate them. The Chiefs are an average run defense. They're not terrible at it, but they're also not great at it. And, I, and the Eagles offensive line is a better run blocking line than they are a pass blocking line. So I do wonder if the Eagles are going to come out and try to run the ball. I personally think coming out and throwing is the way to go. I think it's the aggressive way to go about it. I think uh, the the secondary can be taken advantage of if you have that if you have, give Jalen Hurts time. But if you come out and run the ball, you're mitigating the pass rush because there's no passer to rush, and you're you're taking advantage of the weak part of the team. Now this Eagles coaching staff is very willing to do whatever they think is the best way to attack a defense. So it would not surprise me if they came out and ran the ball. But but the bottom line with the Chiefs defense is this. You mitigate that pass rush and you take care of Chris Jones, I think everything else kind of falls apart. Uh, the edge rusher is only okay after that. The secondary can't hold up if the quarterback has, a, has enough time in the pocket. I think that they're willing to to get desperate and blitz, and the Eagles are a good team at taking care of the blitz, especially with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. So for the Eagles, it's going to come down to can they can they stop Chris Jones? For the Chiefs, it's going to come down to can they take advantage of a potentially somewhat overrated Eagles pass blocking offensive line? get at Jalen, confuse him with blitzes, and then kind of force him to get desperate. So this is going to be a great matchup, much like the Eagles defense versus the Chiefs offense. I think this is a matchup the Eagles offense has to, absolutely has to win. I mean, the Eagles defense just plays the Chiefs offense like to a tie, for lack of a better term. If they can just, you know, give up, they're going to give up some plays, but if they can make a play or two, I think the Eagles have a good chance to win the game. The Eagles will win the game if the Eagles offense can take advantage of the Chiefs defense. And I think this is the biggest matchup in the game. It's the biggest mismatch. And if the Eagles are going to win, they have to take care of Chris Jones and they have to score in the red zone. 
The Chiefs have one of the worst red zone defenses in the league, 31st in the league. They have to convert on third down, 13th in the league, third down defense. So key downs, mitigating Chris Jones, and then when he's in the pocket, Jalen Hurts has to take advantage of the mismatches the Eagles have in the secondary. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.